ball, great goal. It's Gary Shaw. Welcome back to Tales from the East End, a Shamrock Rovers podcast by the fans, for the fans. We have a packed show today full of stats, opinions, we've Graham Bork and Gary Shaw on questions from the East End as well. I'm Gary Parsons and with me as usual is my co-host, Carl the Prof Riley. Now we're back off, uh, we're fresh off the back of a 2-1 loss to St. Pat's. Sean Heaney picked up two yellow cards in the space of four minutes for Fellows and Conan Bourne and uh, we'll dive straight on this one. Uh, what do you think, Riley? It was all shaped not to be a great day, wasn't it? It was lovely weather, sun was shining. Good feeling beforehand as well, I mean I was confident. All made up for a perfect result, we started so well, got the lead through Gary Shaw and then it was all downhill from there after the red card. Just a quick note on James doing it, if you watch that assist again he actually did very well to square that, to yeah. control it and pull it back in. He seems to be very assured when it comes to that type of thing, so just a quick shout out to James doing it for a very nice assist, It was it was a tough one. It's a shame he had to be sacrificed then after the Yeah, he'd be disappointed, won't he? That was his first league start of the season. So I wouldn't take too much from it. I mean, it was tactical, you know. He, he'll take that one on the chin. But um, one thing about Sean Heaney, I, I, do, I do think he's a good centre-half, but he was extremely central. Being sucked into the middle. He was nearly like a third centre-half at times. He's not a left full, we, we know this. So we can't really blame him too much. But when I saw him gunning for Bourne, I just knew he was going to get a yellow. I knew he was gone. It was a... Crazy decision. Yeah. I mean, four minutes after the first yellow. The first one, I heard people say it was harsh, but watching it back, actually, I think it was a yellow. Yeah, he pulled him back. Yellow as well. Yeah, it was. It was two yellows. Yeah. And the, the second one in particular, I mean, he, he thought it was a 50-50, you know, but, I mean, Conan Bourne's getting on in age as well, so I didn't, He maybe he thought that as well. He thought, I can I can catch this owl lad here. Do you know, we've actually handled Conan Bourne fairly well at Richmond Park. If you think <laughs> back over the last few seasons, he did get one goal in the FBI Cup. Yeah, he likes space, doesn't he? If you think back, we've actually handled him pretty well. And yeah. They constantly pump balls down that right-hand side to burn. And we've dealt with it, so that's kind of made extra frustrating. Yeah, the warning signs were there as well. He, I mean, he exposes us when he gets he pays, when there's pay, or sorry, he exposes us when there's, bi- there's space on big pitches, but I thought we could have dealt with him a lot a lot better now on, 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 uh, on Saturday evening. And it's the old left-back problem at Richmond Park rearing his ugly head again yeah it's five uh, years ago we played a left-back I know yeah out of position <laughs> let's not talk about yeah. that one now indiscipline and set pieces are our downfall again it's going to be the death of me these set pieces I, I just can't stand conceding from them I think there's a lot more precautions we could be taking to instead of conceding from them I mean Lopez was very poor for that second goal I mean he made no real attempt to get the ball even pressure on the striker in those situations controlled him off and he was given a free run you know it's, uh, he was given a free run literally from the subs bench yeah. into our box and head the ball in the net yeah ten, what, 10 seconds on the pitch two two subs two goals Curtis Bourne always had a goal and you know what the second he came on I turned to you and said this fella has a goal and he's a good player yeah he is he's a, he's a good record against us as well we were really good until the red card comfortable on the ball creating chances we were all over them to be honest and we looked we looked really comfortable I just think this team is coarse at times we don't seem to have any luck and then you had Clinton Morrison on Soccer Republic he also made the point about how good we were until the red card and after that it was panic stations lumping balls forward no care at all I mean we made Pat Craig look like Pat Pirlo 
Oh, it was crazy. The amount of time he was allowed on the ball in the middle of the park in that second half. And the guy can barely make a pass forward. That's the thing. And he he looked, he looked, he was their man of the match, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, it is worrying that we couldn't really, I mean, we were up against it, down to 10 men. Fair enough. But it was worrying that we couldn't really adapt. There you were up against it as well, though, situation. against us, you know. They, they, yeah. they uh, got a win, so it's... Shaw did have one chance he worked, He did well to work himself yeah in. well like we talked about that deceptive pace he's fast isn't he I think he should have laid it off for um, Greenberg yeah. actually but a he went, bit he went earlier, with the maybe. shot yeah I, I don't even know I think it was just a bad pass I, I'm not sure what he tried but he was re- he did really well to get into that position in the fourth mm. place uh, what are we moving on to now I think Stephen Bradley's interview after the game what was uh, so what was your opinion of that uh, I thought he had a point but I think it was bad timing Come out with that straight after a defeat to the basement club. It's, it didn't sound great, did it? Probably not. No, I mean it's a legitimate. He does have a point, but it's probably a legitimate bad gripe because Cork had a game moved last season because they had two call ups to the under twenty ones. Derry had did the same uh, a few seasons back. Why isn't it the same for under nineteens? I st- I did say last week on the show we were entitled to move the game. Turns out I was wrong. We weren't entitled. And no, it's a legitimate complaint. But I can see why people are unhappy about it. Because as he said, we had just come off the back of the Derby defeat and he's kind of stressing that point. So maybe it didn't come off so well. I understand yeah, that. No, I think, like I said, timing. Timing was a little bit poor. I mean, it was the first interview he did after the defeat, wasn't it? Yeah. Not a great idea. There was a, there was a lot of panic online about recent results and things like that on social media and Facebook. And I think it's just insane people need to just take it easy relax I think Patrick and Martin put up a post saying that our new song should be called should be dismissed panic <laughs> it's uh we, we just need to take it easy I mean come on think about the amount of new players we have and we need to jail fair enough some tactical decisions might have might, might, might have been wrong on Bradley's part but we really need to get to the same time and, and people need to stop calling for his head people calling for his head talking about potential new managers <laughs> it's insane it's, I just don't even tolerate him. I don't even read a post that talks about a new manager at this stage. I mean, fair enough, people are unhappy with I mean, we were dismal in that second half, but we were great against Cork only two weeks ago, don't forget. So. Yeah. I mean, I know we like our stats in this show, but I mean, stats at this stage can be pretty meaningless as well because we actually have the same amount of points at this stage as we did in 2010, six points, and that season turned out pretty well, as I recall. Yeah, I mean, people have short memories. So it's not it's not all lost at the moment. So fans just need to take a chill pill. I mean, twenty seven games left. There you go. Exactly. Our when you say it like that, twenty seven games left. Our next three are Harp, Strahada, and Sligo. There you go. Two of those at home. So I mean, we're not. We'll know a lot more then. Nine points right there. So uh, what we're moving on now to Trevor Clark played against Italy, and he won the penalty against Italy. And Belgium, he set up their own goal, so he seems to be adapting very well to international football. Uh, we need to tie this guy down to a long contract before teams from across the water come sniffing. I mean, it's only a matter of time. I'm not even too sure how long he's got left on his contract. There'll definitely be interest, probably even as soon as the summer. Yes, yeah, someone made a note on Twitter saying that you'd know he's been playing senior football, so he's uh, he's bossing it with the on the international scene now. On a positive note. Well, only positive for us <laughs> um, from the game was the flag incident. It was brilliant. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen at a game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We were only talking about the flag shortly beforehand, weren't we? 
Yeah, yeah, we were only saying, do you know what? That's small time mentality, I think. To I mean, we, we have a flag. It's dedicated to Rovers. Um, I, I mean, I, it's okay doing ultras displays and things like that, but to go and pay money for a flag that you're going to bring to every game and hang up and it's it's aimed at another club, I, I think it's small time mentality. And uh, I, loved, I loved your man's uh, little 10-yard mad dash to go and grab the flag. He, he he acted as if he wasn't gonna do anything, and then he just made a mad sprint. I mean, the lads lads barely budged after he took it. I tell you, if it was our flag, I would have got it back. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So it says never relegated, never homeless on it. So just a message to the lads who uh, have the flag. Could you make a little alteration to that? And underneath where it says never homeless, can you write? Except from 1951 to 1954, Milltown. <laughs> 1955 to 1956, at Chapel Izzard. 1956 to 1960, at Daly Park. And 1989 to 1994, at Harold's Cross. Yeah, I don't know if all that will fit, but just <laughs> do, do, your, do your best. You know? Now, there you go, Pats fans. Never relegated. Never homeless. And hopefully that'll all change. Um, the Roy McBride t-shirts and the fans banner was a nice touch. Yeah. Some tributes all around the grounds on the match day as well. It's, I see uh, a lot of other clubs got involved, so fair play to everybody. And props to Kenny Shields as well. It was very classy, very touching palm about Ryan McBride. Yeah, it was very emotional. It was uh, there's a video going around online went viral. It was uh, it was very well done. So, did you see what uh, an FAI official said about the the funeral? No, he said, "Can you believe Rowers and Bowes fans were sitting beside each other?" getting along at the funeral he couldn't believe it behaving themselves at a funeral he actually said that yep do you know who it was can we name drop him I can't remember who it was what did he expect us to be at each other's throats at a funeral like that apparently yeah now um, last week we have Cork beating Dundalk again 2-1 two Carl Shepard goals and over 6,500 there good to see good attendances Mm -hmm. it's actually I know like there was an international game the day beforehand so obviously that's going to grab a lot of the headlines but it was it was crazy how there was no coverage about that game at all yeah I, I mean what to expect. like it or not that is the biggest game of the season now yeah until hopefully we return to the top that's the biggest game of the season and there was hardly any mention of the game yeah I'll be honest I was really surprised at the at the attendance I'm not sure how many Dundalk travelled Guessing a good number, but it's uh yeah, like you said, it's the biggest fixture now at the moment, unfortunately. Until we rise from the ashes. Mm. Uh, and then next we have Ireland and the Coleman leg break. It was horrific stuff. Yeah. Uh, he kicked Dusan Tadic in the face and broke his his nose, I think, in the last game. Neil Taylor. Yeah. He kicked him right in the mouth. But he's not that type of player. No, he's not that type of player. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Boyle and Horgan made their debuts. Horgan had a nice cameo. Uh, I think he's going to get a lot more game time. A nice combo of him and McLean on the wings, I reckon. Be it, uh, but still, they're still a horrible football team, let's be honest. This Ireland team have a... I mean, they, they're just they're just horrible. I mean, they're trying to promote grassroots. They're trying to promote playing the ball from the back. My son plays under eights, and they're, they're really trying to promote this, playing the ball on the deck. And then, I mean, if you bring your son to watch Ireland, what are you going to see? Long ball rubbish. And you have the cheek of these Ireland and so-called bar stoolers to, to say that the League of Ireland hasn't got a standard and it's rubbish, but they'll travel the world watching 
a muck Ireland team. It's just beyond me. I can't I can't get around it, you know. Are you ready for the Brian Kerr quote of the week? Ah, uh, what have we got? He says about the Iceland friendly that the fans were swizzed out of an international match. They were swizzed. Swizzed. What? He has his own vocabulary now. No, it's a real word. Swizzed. Like yeah. S-W-I-Z-Z. Yeah. And he also said that this Ireland team is a mongrel team without any nice patches on it. <laughs> a mongrel team. Do you know yeah. what? We're going to have to get him in here. Get him in the Johnny Blues. <laughs> Uh, what else we got? We've got the official the official opening of the Rovers Academy pitch in Rosedown. This is a really, really exciting thing for me now. I, there was a great aerial video released from it and it looks amazing. Um, we want to thank John Delaney for creating the atmosphere that allowed us to finish phase one as well. Yeah, thank you. So thanks, John. Very good of you. Um, but all joking aside, it's a, it's, it's a smashing setup. It really is. And... Uh, I would love to get more info on phase two, so maybe we could uh, try and do a bit of digging and, and see what's next on the cards, but it's a smashing setup, it really is, it looks well. And there was a game played out there between the Rovers under-17s and the Ireland under-15s, and I think that's... I love the likes of those games now, I love seeing that. I love seeing an international team play against the elite of a, of a, of a club over here, I think they're, they're really good friendlies, and it's it can, you can get a good measure of a player by them playing in that, you know? It may not be competitive, but it's it's definitely a high standard. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's the game Luke Byrne played in. It was his first game in eleven months. Yeah, we're yeah. I think I think it is. He wouldn't have. I don't think he can play competitively in the 19s. So mm. I'm delighted he's back. Um, hopefully he's back in the fourth team as soon as possible. I I do rate Lukey very well. I we hope uh, we have to get more questions from the East End soon. So you better do your homework, Lukey. We're coming for you. <laughs> Um, what else we got we've got our 17s they're at home to Cove on Saturday that's 2pm kick off so if uh, if you have an hour or two to spare on a Saturday get out and see the 17s if not if you're maybe you're out on Bray you're out in that direction our under 19s are away to Bray at the same time so it's a, a busy Saturday for our underage teams now next up we have our only goal scorers in the last four games Gary Shaw and Greenborg on questions from the East End. So let's see how the lads got on. Now, be be aware that the the players were a bit uh, they were a bit rambunctious. So yeah. you'll have to keep a, a keen ear to try and get the answers out of the lads because uh, everybody seemed to have the answer that day. So <laughs> uh, Gary Gary Shaw and Greenborg. Oh, I'm here with Greenborg at uh, Kickstart Fitness again, and we're doing questions from the East End. So we're going to start with ten, and the first question is: Who has more international goals? Arian Robin or Ronaldinho? Ronaldinho. Uh, name three Denzel Washington movies. Deja Vu. American Gangster. Um, American Gangster. Floyd. Spell the word diabolical. D O E T. Is that right? D O E T. No, you're gone. Uh, D- Donald Donald Trump is the four- Donald Trump is the forty fifth president of the USA. Who is the forty second president? He's the forty what? Forty fifth president of the USA. Who's the forty second? I'll give you a clue. He was uh, he was in Ireland this week. George W. Bush, isn't it? No. <laughs> uh, Stephen O'Donnell scored the penalty that put Rovers into the Europa League group stages in 2011. But who was fouled to win the penalty? Jesus, Finna. 
Nou. Zijn en... dat blijven dan? Name, name the oldest association football team in the world now playing at a professional level. The oldest? Non Nuts County is the oldest football league club. I'll take that if you're giving it. Yeah, I'll give it that. Yeah. That's it. Right That's it, yeah, I'm right, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bulmers is brewed in which Irish county? <laughs> Which Irish county? Where in Ireland is Bulmers Brewer? No cheating, Danny. Shocked that he knows that one. No. Go ahead. Seamus Coleman went to Everton from Sligo Rovers in 2009. How much did he cost? No. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name the manager. I'll give you a bonus point if you can name the manager that signed him. At Everton? Yeah. Come on, yeah. uh, Moyes. Yes. yes. Uh, right, this one now. In early 2012, a picture was taken of 11 Irish players at Aston Villa. I've printed out the picture of you and uh, all the rest of the lads, but I've hidden the faces of two players. So, who's missing from the photo? Sammy Crothers. I know. That one is. Come on, lad. Oh, who was that? Tattoo. Tattoo. Tattoo was a good way for him. Yeah, that's on my brothers, and that is. Come on, lad. What the fuck is that? Jackie, oh. <laughs> Bobby, Shelly. Oh, McGrath. Steve, Derek, Danny. I thought it was Jono, but there's Jono, Jono, Sammy, me. Uh, I don't even know who he is. What the fuck is that, Danny? Jacko, was it? Oh, that's not Jacko. It's Boots. I can't give you a clue because it'll give it away. That's even giving it away. End it. That's it. Jesus Christ, how did I take so long to get that one? And finally, number 10. In 2015, you scored a cracker for Notts County in a 5-3 League Cup defeat to your old club, Villa. But what end of Villa Park did you score in? The post and in which? What end was the what's the name of the stadium? What part of the stadium? Trinity do you want to know it? Yeah, yeah, because I have the answers here. <laughs> Just take a guess. Don't get this. No. I'll run through the answers with you, right? Uh, you said Ronaldinho. Uh, that's correct. He's 33 goals and 97 appearances. Robin has 31 goals and 90 appearances. You got the Denzel Washington right. You didn't spell diabolical. Uh, Bill Clinton is the president, 42nd president. Carl Shepard was failed for the penalty. Uh, the oldest association football team is Notts County, you got that right. Bummers is brewed in Tipperary. You got David Moyes right, you got the pictures right, and uh, the Halt End was the name of that one. So It's not the Halt End. He didn't score it the Halt End. He scored in small stand, didn't he? Yeah. Halt End, I wouldn't have the Halt End. Halt End's your end. You scored the Halt End. Oh, that's, oh, that's, right. Right. That's, that's, that's right. 
That was from a Villa fan. All right, well, all right, we'll have to discuss this, right? I'll count it up. It is, guys. Hold then. One outside is Trinity. Trust me, I watched it plenty of times. I've no idea. One, two. We got it from a Villa fan. A Villa fan told us online. That's how we could go with One, two. Oh, it says here, if it's right, you get six, right? Gary Shaw, are you ready? A little trophy. Six? Right. right now we have Gary Shaw up next on questions from the East End. Uh, right, Gary, when was the FAI founded? Uh, no. I thought you might know that. You walk from here. For the bonus point, can you say it in Irish? FAI. Football Association of Ireland. New pal. Come on, pal, and Yeah. Save a point for that one. Uh, name three characters in the TV series The Walking Dead. No. Spell the word insomniac. Yeah, that's it. Who has more red cards in their Premier League career, Roy Keane or Richard Dunn? Richard Dunn. What is the name of the Stone Roses debut album? Who scored the dramatic late winner for Rovers in the Belfield Bowl in 2011 to clinch league title number 17? Which horse has won the Grand National the most times? Where is the vodka grey goose made? Which group recorded the disco hit single Daddy Cool? Oh, <laughs> yes! Bee Gees! Um, and how many goals have you scored at Eamon DC Park, formerly known as Terry Lamb Park, in your whole career? Six. Um, Oh, I've got seven questions. Yeah. 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 We'll run through the answers, right? Uh, you couldn't get the FAI when it was founded, but you got it in Irish, so that's one point. Yeah, it was 1921. Uh, name three characters in The Walking Dead, you couldn't get that. Yes. Yes. You spelt Insomniac. You got that right. You got Roy Keane wrong. Uh, oh. Richard Dunn has eight Whoa. red cards. Roy Keane has seven. Stone Roses debut album name was called The Stone Roses. Uh, Dean Kelly got the goal in the Belfair Bowl. Red Rum was right for the Grand for the Grand National. Uh, France was right for Vodka. And Boney M sang Daddy Cure 
and six goals is right. So you have one, two, three, four, and five. So Scotty Shaw has a score of five. This is Graham Bork with an update. I scored a goal in the north stand, not the whole thing. So that's Graham Bork and Gary Shaw. Uh, we have Bork with six and Gary Shaw with five. A debatable six for Bork. So, Carl, can you clear that up? Yeah, the story with that was we asked an Aston Villa fan which end uh, Bork scored into. Unfortunately, he misread the question and he gave us the wrong information. So Plain English, by the way. So Yeah. It turns out we were wrong, so it was terrible investigating on our part. We yeah, apologise. Hold our hands up on that one. But <laughs> the volume's uh, getting involved as well. They love that question because Carl got me to print out a fourth. It's like it was like a fourth team eleven photograph of the Irish players at the time at Aston Villa and the the players. The players seem to love this this segment. They seem to get a bit of crack out of it. So I yeah. think we're we're definitely going to keep this going. We're going to hope to get some background staff as well. Maybe we could get Rochi involved, or we could get a. McPhail and Duffy even you know we're going to tr- try and hopefully get everybody in towards the end of the season uh, tough on Gary Shaw he gave him two music questions he got both of them wrong yeah well we know but, now. Uh, he might not be daddy cool after all yeah I'm glad you didn't know anything about The Walking Dead because would somebody please cancel that show no okay we're not getting into this and put it out of its misery no I'm not getting into this <laughs> on air because you're wrong <laughs> but uh just remember that you're wrong. No. <laughs> okay, so Finn Harps now. Uh, they're just off the back of a good win versus a poor Sligo team. The Sligo team are struggling, aren't they? Hmm. I think they've conceded. So I think the they point was made. the most in the league. 16. Yeah, 16, ga- 16 goals. And they're, they're not showing any signs of improving. Finn Harps are plucky. So I, and I, think, I, think, we can, uh, I think we can do them in easily enough. They're unbeaten in four. Nice little run they're, they're going on. Yeah, I like Holly Horgan as well. Usually I, I always find the worst things about managers but he seems like a genuine nice guy you know mm. he's very cartoonish as well he's everyone's favourite character from Glen Roll <laughs> yeah no he reminds me of something that was spitting image do you remember that years ago <laughs> he's a big rubber head in them um, now we're going to have a look at the stats now that are going to go up on the website later uh, Kieran O'Connor who is Mikey's brother you might not know who's on loan from Dundalk um, and Sean Houston are Harps top scorers I think O'Connor got a late Late penalty. He missed it and then he scored the rebound to get the win over Sligo, wasn't it? Now, we have lost our last two home games and we have never lost three consecutive home games at Tala. So, let's let's hope we stop that rot and we don't set any new records there. Harp's last win over Rovers was 2008 and it was a win at Bally Buffet and it was Tolka Park before that. They are also unbeaten in four games and they aim to go to five top flight games unbeaten for the first time since a run of nine from January to April 2001. Yep. And the last time, they're, they're actually ahead of us on the table right now. And the last time they finished ahead of us on the table, it was 98-99. 98-99. They had a good year that year. They came fourth and they reached the FBI Cup final. They were involved in uh, two replays. Just a twinkle in my father's eye back then. <laughs> um, two replays against Bray and they lost out in the end. Uh, since they won promotion in 2015, Harps have not had any red cards in a league game. And they've won twice away from home. So only two wins, two away wins since 2015, since they got promoted. And that was against Longford and Pats. This is actually the meeting of the two most indisciplined teams in the league. Because we've got 18 yellow cards and two reds. And Harps have 17 yellow cards. 18 yellow cards and two reds, that's a lot. It's uh, the most in the league, yeah. Yeah, most in the league. Mm. 
So we're, so we won't be getting any European places for fair play this year. I think that's gone now. It's gone, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Paddy McCarth, Harps' new signing, was Rovers' top goal scorer in his first League of Ireland season in 2005. I think it was the same year with that magical Bray hat-trick, was it? Yeah, I'll probably put it up later, but there's a good uh, video on YouTube, League of Ireland goals compilation. They're mostly from the 2005 season, and you can see a couple of crackers from Paddy McCarth. And you can also see one that he scored against Finn Harps, probably my favourite. Absolute belter from long range. Oh, another one. Yeah, Harps actually won the game 4-1 at Daily Mount, but I suppose that was a highlight. His highlight reel is absolutely insane. Oh, it is. That hat-trick against Bray is up there, one of the best hat-tricks ever. Um, do you know what? I'd love to get someone on to talk about that who was there. That, mm. That's one for the future. We'll get someone on. Um, yeah, he was, he was serious, a serious dribbler. Smashing player in his, in his day. Um, Actually, again, the clip I'm talking about, I think it's one of the goals against Bray. You can so, just see the reaction from one of the Rovers players after McCart has just dazzled his way in the <laughs> yeah. box and buried it. And the Rovers player just puts his head in his hands. Like, what <laughs> He's have, like, did that just happen? What have I just seen? Yeah, crazy stuff. Smashing, smashing player in his day. Oh, by the way, I'm sure Roddy would be happy to tell you that he discovered Paddy McCart. Oh, yeah. He plucked him from obscurity. Are you sure it wasn't John Delaney who created he, the atmosphere for... Even though he'd uh, he'd actually been capped at that stage, <laughs> but uh, came out of nowhere apparently. Uh, next we have Rovers midfielder Darren Mean. He began his career with Harps in 2006, and the Dubliner won the first of his three caps while at the club for the Northern Ireland Under 21s. It's very unusual for a Dubliner to play mm-hmm. for the North, isn't it? Yeah, maybe he just got the chance. He got the opportunity and went for it. You know, I'm not too sure. Maybe it was obviously one of his parents are from Northern Ireland, so I wouldn't begrudge anybody. Playing international football, Pico's trying to get a game for Cape Verde, isn't he? Now we have Noel King, manager of both clubs at one stage. He's the guest in the 1899 suite on Friday, so get on down to the suite for that. It's uh, going to be an interesting, interesting pre-match r- ritual that we have there. Yeah, Kinger is actually fondly remembered at Harps, although he wasn't there that long. It was uh, 2003 and the start of 2004. Had a good record, got him to the promotion playoff, but they lost out to Derry. And then he shocked everyone by resigning at the time. Uh, he said personal reasons. I think no, he it probably was. I mean, it's. I think it's he trick, also mentioned the, the travel yeah, to and from yeah. Dublin. That's his last job in club management. Last job in club management. Yeah. What year was that? Two thousand four. And he's been with the FAO ever since. What's is he? Yeah, he's managed the women's team. He's he's managed the under twenty ones. Cushy number with the FAO. Yeah, I think. Of course, he was in charge of the senior team for two games. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Um. Move on now to our discussion about a 10-team Premier Division. Well, we were going to talk about this because I wonder, was it a bit unfair in Harps? I think they would have been relegated last year had it been... I think Harps might be okay this season. As you mentioned, they've made some shrewd signings. Might have a decent season. They got Pascal Millian, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, Paddy McCourt, yeah. They, they, they seem to have some match winners in there. But uh, not to get into a huge debate, but I, I definitely was not in favour of the, the switch back to 10 teams. No, I'm in favour um, of increasing the team, the number of teams as well. It's, um, and do you know what really, really annoyed me? The, the lack of clarity on the matter. They didn't want to talk about it. Do you know how it turned out? Uh, it wasn't even a vote. The clubs, FBI just went to the clubs and just feel them out on it and got their opinion said listen this is what's happening do you like it no well tough little did they realise some sort of vote was taking place an unofficial vote and the FBI just said well okay clubs want it by majority I think Frank Gavin was interviewed and he, he just didn't want to talk about it didn't I think, 
She kept brushing it off. Two thirds of the league or something didn't want this change and it went ahead. I'm telling you, this the FAI, there's something rotten in there. There really, really is. There's something's not right. I think we need a massive overhaul. I mean, the, why not promote your own league? You know, why not? I mean, why reduce money? Why reduce prize money? Why do all these things? Why hammer the clubs when it comes to fines and things like that? It's, it's just, it's, it's not conducive. But it's a tricky one because in the long run, I think I definitely would like to see a sixteen team league. Obviously, if you introduced it today, it would be a disaster. I accept that. It's more of a long term plan. There has to be but, a fourth division, though, doesn't there? I mean, there has to be relegation. You can't just have a one league. I suppose it would be regional. Uh, did you see who left Shelburne the other day? Yeah, it was uh, it was Bocker, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shelburne on Twitter, they put up a shitty graphic, a picture of Robert Bailey wearing a Robbers jersey, <laughs> looking miserable like a mugshot. Posted just before midnight, announcing that Robert Bailey has left the club. Just before midnight, five games into the season. <laughs> Uh, it was good, the greatest post Bucker, well. greatest post ever he was actually good in his fourth season for us scored that uh, that vital goal against Benet Huda from an acute angle and gave yeah. Hooperman a spear <laughs> um, right now we're going to move on to our starting 11s and predictions I'm going to shake it up this week I'm going to go go for 3-4-1-2 I think uh, it's it's a, a Michael O'Neill inspired Ta- uh, formation this weekend is Northern Ireland team yeah it's also inspired by a friend of mine who, who seems to have pointed it out to me that it, it would suit us it would suit us very well so um, we're going to go with uh, Tomer Divine Webster and Lopez as a back three although I would put Lukey in there if he was fit so I'd take out Lopez and put Lukey in if he's fit um, left wing back we'd have Trevor right wing back we have Madden two centre mids Finn and Connolly Brando playing in behind Shawzy and Graham Burke. So Graham Burke and, and Shawzy up front. And I'm going to go for a 5 0 demolition of Finn Harps just to to keep uh, the fans at bay, keep us happy for a while. I think we're due a good result like that. Uh, I like your formation there. I like. Yeah, it's something I, different, isn't it? I, um, I love a partnership up front as well. So I agree with playing attacking formation in this game. I would I would actually keep Mina in the team. Okay. Over Mina. I know you played me in behind there. But okay, okay. I wouldn't expect Hooburn to play this game at all now. I don't think he's ready. Yeah, true. We would have him in though. I'd, have, I'd, I'd love to see him as a centre half. I always said it. It's in a back three as well. I think he'd be he'd be a smashing player there. Um, and as for, for a prediction, still waiting for our first clean sheet. And I, I have a feeling we still won't get it. So I'm going to say 3-1 win. 3-1 win. Okay. Uh, just a quick bit of business as well the Ultras also have some new merch on sale at the game it's a brand new black and green scarf looks the business along with the usual t-shirts stickers and fans on so they'll be at the end of the East stand if you need to purchase any of their gear it's uh, it's lovely stuff now we also have new badges on sale in the club shop too uh, very cool black and white design designed by footy badges so don't forget to pick one of these up at 4 euro pop in the club shop it's a very, very slick design. Only a hundred of them made. Yeah, very cool. There's also a new fan zone available called Whitestown Way by John O'Manley. Great read. Recommended to all you hoops out there. So you can get it on Facebook and through the Rovers chat page. It's uh, I'm loving all the fan activity around the club. It's very encouraging. Yeah, that was a good read. Yeah, it's good. It's, uh, like I said, it's all about enhancing the match day experience, you know, building up an atmosphere before it and getting people involved, you know. Now, safe journey to the Finn Harps 54 crew on their road to Dublin. Hopefully uh, they've no trouble getting in. 
considering Brexit, Article 50 was triggered. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but uh, according to the Guardian's little jigsaw map, the UK have actually taken Donegal with them out of the EU. Oh, so, so oh, they, they've had a bit of land grab. I'm sure it's not the GAA. That's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Donegal's gone. Nah, Donegal's they can, they can take Loud now. No, nah, no, yeah, we want, but, we want to swap. But leave Donegal. Alone. Leave Donegal, take Loud. No, <laughs> uh, that's that's all for this week, uh, folks. Thanks for listening. So remember, support the team, abuse the opposition, sing with the ultras, question every decision, and most importantly, keep on hooping. See ya.